RCOG Scientific Impact Paper Number 63, Elective Egg Freezing for Non-Medical Reasons, by Richard Anderson, Melanie C. Davis, Stuart A. Lavery, on behalf of the Royal College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. Plain Language Summary Although a woman's fertility declines markedly in her late 30s and early 40s, gradually more and more women start a family at this stage of their lives, with the average age of childbirth progressively increasing. More women are storing their eggs or oocytes to give them the potential opportunity to have a baby in the future. Nonetheless, the number of egg freezing cycles accounts for less than 2% of in vitro fertilization or IVF cycles, and the number of cycles using stored eggs is even lower. The technology for freezing eggs changed dramatically about a decade ago with the development of a technique of rapid freezing called vitrification, which gives success rates almost as good as using fresh eggs. The growing use of this technique and the publicity surrounding how this technique may have been promoted has led to this paper. It is essential that women are very clearly informed about the likely su success rates of egg freezing, particularly as it is entirely provided by the private sector, with the associated concerns of financial costs and inappropriate or inaccurate marketing. Its success is strongly dependent on the age of the woman at the time of freezing her eggs, with much higher success rates in those aged 35 years and under. Current legislation only allows women to store eggs for 10 years, which conflicts with a better success rate when women do so at a younger age. The reasons behind the increase in egg freezing are complex, but the most common reason given by women storing eggs is that they do not have a partner and are concerned that by the time they do find themselves in a relationship within which they wish to start a family, they may not be able to. We conclude that elective egg freezing provides women with an opportunity to take action about the drop in their fertility. But at present, most women who are doing this are already in their late 30s when the success rates are limited. We strongly support the need for improved and continuing education of both women and men regarding the decline in female fertility with age. Section 1. Background. The age at which women have their children has been increasing steadily for many years in developed countries. For example, the number of births to women over 35 years in the UK has tripled since 1980. See Appendix 1 and Reference 1. Societal changes have impacted the time spent in education and establishing financial independence. However, age is the key determinant of female fertility as the population of non-growing primordial follicles in the ovaries 
is established during fetal life and declines progressively until the menopause. In addition, the inability to maintain chromosomal integrity results in a decline in oocyte quality. This double jeopardy results in a fall in the likelihood of conceiving with age, along with an increase in the risk of such a pregnancy resulting in miscarriage. There is clear evidence that provision of fertility education increases fertility awareness about fecundity, infertility, risk factors for reduced fertility, and reproductive technologies, see reference to, and that fertility education can advance the timing of births in women with partners, see reference three. Men have similar parenthood aspiration as women, but may have limited knowledge of the impact of age on female fertility, see reference four. The divergence between women's reproductive ambitions and oocyte biology has led to increasing numbers of women utilising reproductive technology to undergo ovarian stimulation, followed by the recovery and cryopreservation of oocytes, commonly referred to as egg freezing, to allow deferment of their reproductive potential. These can be stored and used if more conventional ways of starting a family do not occur. This procedure is widely known as social egg freezing, but the term elective egg freezing does not have judgmental overtones and is preferred. Current UK legislation allows egg freezing for a maximum of only 10 years in the absence of a medical indication, and eggs must then be discarded. Egg freezing is also used for fertility preservation for purely medical reasons. For example, for women with a new cancer diagnosis facing gonadotoxic, that is potentially sterilizing therapy. It appears that many more women around the world are currently storing eggs for elective rather than medical reasons. And many are already in their late thirties, reference five when the efficacy of the procedure is declining. Section two, efficacy of freezing. Freezing to preserve reproductive potential was first achieved with semen storage and successful pregnancies have been reported using sperm frozen for more than 20 years. Embryo storage followed on the heels of IVF and is in widespread use. The success rate achieved are now slightly above fresh embryo transfer, see reference seeds. Freezing of eggs proved more technically challenging. Despite the first report of a live birth in 1986, reference 7, pregnancy rates remained low until the development of vitrification or ultra-rapid freezing, reference 8 which transformed success rates and replaced slow freezing in most, but not all, IVF laboratories. In a clinic proficient in vitrification, a frozen oocyte has the same developmental potential as a fresh oocyte, thus preventing subsequent age-related decline. See reference 9. 
The clinical pregnancy rates reported in randomised series using warmed eggs fertilised in vitro are equivalent to fresh IVF treatment, reference 9. However, these are from egg donors who are selected for optimum fertility and are usually much younger than the recipients and reflect the expertise of centres with greater and longer term experience of vitrification. This expertise may not be matched by all IVF units, but centre-specific data are not at present available. Nevertheless, the American Society for Reproductive Medicine, or ASRM, changed the status of oocyte vitrification and warming from experimental to established in 2013. See reference 10. The first UK data were reported by the Human Fertilisation and Embryology Authority, or HFEA, in 2018 for the period 2014 to 2016. See reference 6. In 2016, there were 1,173 egg freezing cycles in the UK and 519 cycles of treatment using frozen stored eggs, see Appendix 2, with a life birth rate of 19% per embryo transfer, compared to 21% for fresh IVF treatment in the same period, see Reference 6. These data do not distinguish between egg donation cycles and women storing their own eggs for medical or elective reasons. Larger series are reported from the US with 8,825 cycles for oocyte banking in 2016, although these data are based on voluntary reporting. See reference 11. The likelihood of future live birth is dependent on the woman's age at the time of oocyte storage, as well as the number of eggs stored. The number of eggs that are likely to be collected can be indicated by assessing ovarian reserve using follicle-stimulating hormone, anti-malarian hormone and antral follicle count measurements, often in combination. European data reference 5, indicate high, more than 90%, cumulative live birth rates in women who had electively frozen eggs at 35 years and under, although that required utilising 24 eggs. This demonstrates that increasing the likelihood of a live birth will often require more than one cycle of oocyte storage, even in younger women. Storage of 10 eggs gives a cumulative live birth rate of 42.8% compared with 25.2% in women aged 36 years and over at the time of storage. See reference 5. Such analysis may represent a best case scenario which individual centres with less than perfect oocyte vitrification techniques may be enabled to match. In the UK in 2016, 32% of women freezing their eggs were under 35 years old and 62% under 38, although 
how many were egg donors who must be aged below 36 is not recorded by the HFEA. See reference 6. While the technology allows indefinite storage without deterioration, the current UK legal limit of 10 years for duration of elective oocyte freezing has no biological or medical basis and is against the interests of women wishing to freeze eggs at a younger, more effective age. Freezing of ovarian tissue is also used for medical fertility preservation and could potentially be used for non-medical reasons. It would allow restoration of endocrine function as well as fertility, but the need for surgical intervention, both to remove tissue and later replace it, is an important consideration. In practice, elective ovarian tissue freezing is not routinely available and would require licensing by the UK Human Tissue Authority. Section three, the context of elective egg freezing. Information from national databases confirm that the numbers of women freezing eggs for non-medical reasons is increasing, reference six. And we are beginning to understand what is motivating individuals to make this choice. In addition to the well-recognised demographic forces associated with delaying having a baby, such as education and opportunity in the workplace, rising costs of childbearing, housing factors, workplace inflexibility and the potential wish of men to defer parenthood also contribute to decision-making. See reference four. The lack of a current partner is cited by women undergoing elective egg freezing as the most common reason for postponing childbearing. See reference 12. Studies of these women show that the majority are university educated in professional employment between the ages of 36 and 40 years and not in a relationship at the time of egg freezing. They express the desire to have a baby ideally when in a committed relationship with a partner and with a genetically connected egg, but many would also consider the use of donor sperm if they were unable to find such a partner. Section four, ethical considerations. The ethics of elective egg freezing has attracted much commentary, focusing on issues such as the medicalization of reproduction, women's autonomy, and idealization about the right time to have a baby. It is likely that many women electively freezing eggs will never return to use them. Concerns have therefore been expressed about the potential number of unnecessary medical interventions and the exploitation of reproductive anxiety. There is an additional concern that having eggs in storage might give women a false sense of security in the technology, encouraging them to delay parenthood even longer with no guarantee of a future pregnancy. Elective egg freezing has been compared with autologous blood storage for elective surgery, see reference 13. In both situations, there is storage 
of a tissue to treat possible future health issues, the person is healthy at the point of intervention, the procedures are established with medical and psychological advantages for the patient, the need for donor material is avoided and there is no certainty the tissue will ever be used. All indications for egg freezing should be evaluated using standard ethical perspectives, such as focusing on the balance between benefit and risk and cost, whether women are concerned about the threat to their future fertility, for example from chemotherapy, or solely increasing age. The Ethics Committee of the ASRM found elective egg freezing to be ethically permissible using as main arguments enhancing reproductive autonomy and promoting social equality, although the cost of egg freezing may conversely be socially divisive. A key element of ethical practice involves the honest, accurate counselling of women about what the procedure involves both physically and emotionally, their individual expectation of success when contemplating this procedure, and its long-term implications, which may include decision-making about the fate of unused stored eggs. It is essential that this should include both the woman's age and centre-specific information. Moreover, women may be doing this alone, hence feelings of isolation, anxiety, and in some cases, stigma may be heightened when seeking advice on egg freezing and whether or not she decides to proceed, supportive counselling may be required. Marketing the technology as a form of reproductive insurance is inappropriate, given the limited success rates in the women most likely to store eggs. Section 5. Safety of freezing. While the greatest risks to offspring after fertility treatment using frozen eggs are associated with multiple pregnancy and the sequelae of prematurity, including cerebral palsy, reference 14, there are no known additional risks specific to freezing. These issues should be considered in women who intend to use their own stored eggs at a later age especially the risk of multiple pregnancy, which is related to age as an index of egg quality at storage and should be minimised by a single embryo transfer strategy. Women embarking on pregnancy at a later age also experience greater obstetric risks, particularly in a first pregnancy, notably preeclampsia, gestational diabetes and the likelihood of a caesarean birth. Storing a sufficient number of eggs requires the use of gonadotrophins, that is, injections of follicle-stimulating hormones with or without luteinizing hormone, to stimulate the ovaries to produce multiple follicular development, and therefore carries the risk of ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome, or OHSS. Although the refinement of stimulation protocols, for example, the use of a gonadotrophin-releasing hormone agonist to trigger ovulation instead of the standard human chorionic gonadotrophin, greatly reduces this risk. See reference 
15. Possible complications from the egg harvest procedure include bleeding, pelvic infection, thrombosis and the risk of anesthesia. There are no long-term follow-up studies on children born from frozen eggs. Section 6. Opinion. Elective egg freezing provides women who are not in a position to start their family an opportunity to mitigate the inevitable decline in their fertility with increasing age. While often perceived and promoted as a form of insurance, it is essential that women undertaking egg freezing do so with a full understanding of the likelihood of success, as well as costs and risks. Success rates will be limited in women who are already in their mid to late 30s, while younger women are disadvantaged by the current legislated limit of 10 years duration of storage, which we feel strongly should be changed. An upper limit based on age for both storage and use might be more sensible for medical, biological and social reasons, but as it would be difficult to justify a single age that would be appropriate for all situations, a limit specified in primary legislation should be removed. The significant costs associated with the procedure and subsequent egg storage preclude many women from being able to consider it, raising issues of equality of access. Given that the NHS or analogous state insurance systems in other countries will not provide elective egg freezing, this service is provided in the private sector with inevitable commercial implications. It seems likely that the future will see increasing numbers of women storing eggs, mostly because they are not in a relationship. There remains a need for societal changes that support women in the workplace to have their family at a biological optimal age, if they so choose, without compromising their career prospects and with adequate provision for childcare that does not discriminate those women or families at financial disadvantage. The increasing recognition of the need to improve public education about age-related changes in female fertility should highlight the importance of men's knowledge as well as that of women. Appendix 1. Births in England and Wales, 1938 to 2017 by woman's age from reference one. Appendix one consists of a line graph describing the number of live births per thousand births in women in a defined age group between 1938 and 2017. The age groups are as follows, under 20, 20 to 24, 25 to 29, 30 to 34, 35 to 39, 40 and over. Appendix 2. Number of egg freezing and egg thawing cycles in the UK, 2010 to 2016, from reference 6. Appendix 2 is a line graph describing the number of egg freezing and egg thawing cycles in the UK, 
between 2010 and 2016. It shows the trends for the number of freezing cycles, as well as thawing cycles for both own eggs and donor eggs. References The full list of references can be accessed via the RCOG website at www.rcog.org.uk forward slash SIP 63 